It was 8.45 the next morning when Talba tried the door marked E.V. Anthony. It was locked. Good. That probably meant they came in at nine. She found a lady's room in which to replenish her lipstick and returned to stand guard. At approximately 9.05, a young white woman unlocked the door. Are you waiting for someone? Edward Valentino. Come on in. Do you have an appointment? No, just taking a chance. Can I help you with anything? Oh, no, thanks. I'll just read a magazine. It was obvious the woman was dying of curiosity, but Talba figured once was enough to tell her story. It was another few minutes, twenty maybe, before a stocky man came in. A man who'd be sixty-five in a matter of days, stood five feet ten, and limped a little. Not even giving him a chance to greet the help, she rose and extended her hand. Mr. Valentino, I presume? Good morning, good morning, he said, clearly a little flustered. I didn't know about the limp. Say that again. Now he was irritated. Talba noticed that he said dat for that. He had the kind of New Orleans accent that sounded for all the world as if he'd grown up in Brooklyn. She held up her file. Everything else was on the internet, but I missed the limp. She nodded at the secretary. You're Eileen Fisher, aren't you? She turned back to Valentino. And you're about to have a birthday. Congratulations. Smoke was starting to come out of Valentino's ears. What the hell is this? What the hell is this? This, she said, is a young hotshot able to play the computer like Horowitz tickled the ivories, no visible piercings, and well under thirty. Talba Wallace, at your service. Valentino looked exhausted, but he stuck out his hand manfully. Addie Valentino, you gotta be a friend of Angela's. Angela? I must be missing something. Come on, come on. Angela put you up to this. Angela? Your wife's name is Audrey. It can't be... Oh, daughter. She must be your daughter. He was laughing now. Angie, Angie, don't you ever give up. Mr. Valentino, I'm as much of a hotshot as you're gonna get. But your daughter's name wasn't in any of the databases. Now, if I'd known I was going to need it, I could have had it in two seconds. A look of astonishment spread over his features. Talba figured he was starting to catch on. How do you know who placed the ad? Talba shrugged. You advertised for an investigator? I investigated. Valentino closed his eyes and shook his head slowly, a man clearly at the end of his rope. Eileen, you got any coffee? Yes, sir, of course. The girl looked terrified. Bring us some, will you? Miss Wallace, come on in. He led the way to one of three other rooms she could see, another of which seemed to be a combination coffee and copy room. Valentino's office wasn't a whole lot grander. He turned on a light and slipped behind a desk, gesturing at two facing chairs. Talba took one, and for the first time really looked at him. His hair was salt and pepper, not yet white, and not soon to be, but his face was deeply lined, almost as if it had been carved out of a once handsome, very Mediterranean demeanor that had become, for some reason, very tired. Deeply, deeply tired.
The bags under his eyes were duffels. She almost asked if he were getting enough sleep. Start at the beginning, Miss Wallace. She passed him most of the file, holding back her ace in the hole. Here's the background check I did on you, complete with driving record and newspaper clips. I see you worked on the Houlihan case. He nodded impatiently. Yeah, yeah, okay, you're a hotshot. You went to Harvard? Eileen brought in a couple of mugs of coffee, and he had his to his face almost before he'd finished speaking. Xavier, computer skills mostly self-taught, except for five years at Telesist. Five years off and on, I mean. Some of it was summer stuff while I was in school. But I bow to the applicant who did go to Harvard and brings you a package like this. Pretty pushy broad, aren't you?